0: You're listening to a Do What Moves You media production.
1: I always felt safe the day before it all happened. I was on the bike on these roads, like just where the festival was. I actually touched the three kibbutz that all of them, that totally destroyed. I was in like... Two hundred meters from the Gaza border, I just did U-turn there, like, and I felt safe, like I was okay. This is Gaza, but we have our army, and like it's all under control. And then suddenly, the day after, I—it's very hard for me to imagine myself feel safe again on this road and feel safe again in my village from one side, but from the other side, I know. We have to come back and we have to build our community, to rebuild our community there. And we have to stay there because otherwise they got what they want and they win.
0: That was Omer Shapira. This is Marni Salap. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marni on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Welcome and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I am syncing up with Israeli five-time national champion pro cyclist and Tokyo 2020 Olympian, Omer Shapira, and her husband, Guy Sajib, who's also an Israeli pro cyclist and on the Israeli Premier Tech team. So we are joined by their baby and adorable daughter, Dani. Today, we are not talking about cycling, but we are talking about Israel and the Hamas terrorist attacks on innocent israeli civilians this is not cnn but it is a serious conversation one that is near and dear to my heart omer was on the marnie on the move podcast back in july 2021 episode 181 and i remembered her telling me that she lived near the gaza strip and that's where she would train and ride her bike and that her boyfriend at the time lived up in the north So when Hamas attacked, murdered, and kidnapped Israeli citizens, I immediately reached out to all of my friends that live in Israel and past podcast guests to check in, make sure they were safe, and generally see how they were doing. Omer and Guy agreed to come onto the podcast and talk about their experience on the ground, being in Israel, and what they're doing now to stay safe. I'll let Omer and Guy take it from here. Now, on to our conversation. You're so cute. Congratulations. Thanks. And I love um I love your Instagram with all your food. I see you have another passion.
1: Yeah, Thank you. It was my like pregnant hobby. <laughs> yeah. I feel like
0: you you're it looks like you're so good. I have to try some of the recipes. So that was what you were doing before you were cycling. You're super into cooking and food.
2: She was worried to baking actually, like cakes and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? And
2: then she became a yeah, she became an athlete and that was not really healthy. So she, <laughs> tried, she tried to have more healthy food, then yeah. That became her main main passion, I guess.
0: Yeah. But I remember when I interviewed you back in like 2021, Omar, it was like. You were going into the Tokyo Olympics and it was, you said that you really wanted to have a baby one day and you talked all about Guy and how he lived in the north of Israel and how you were in the south of Israel and how, you know, your family inspired you to get into cycling. And here you are, you know, two years later yeah
1: so I have to say like in my head I still wasn't prepared to be mom like I wanted to be mom but like I wanted to have a few more years as a cyclist and um, so it was mistake it's a good mistake yes but it wasn't it wasn't planned um, and yeah. that's so, always how it happens yeah so it also wasn't that easy to adjust my life to the new situation because I just was uh, unprepared for it but now when I ever it's like all clear and um it's the best things I think that that happened to us yeah well congratulations she is absolutely
0: adorable um and I'm such a big fan of like all your cool food photography and recipes on Instagram so congratulations (laughs) for pivoting in your career and being like a true athlete, able to do that. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're safe. I mean, I reached out to all of my friends in Israel to check on them and their families. And it it is absolutely heartbreaking um, to be here in New York watching what's happening. And I know it's even worse being in Israel. um, And you live... Omer, before i don't know where you were when this was all happening but where were you both when uh hamas terrorized and
1: blew up and massacred israel so um i don't know if you follow my uh like yeah you said you follow but i do not know i don't know if you follow the last day so because I shared a little bit. So I live, my parents' home is like seven kilometers from the Gaza border. So basically everything happened in my home area. Uh, there there are not much roads around. So basically this is the road we are training. And when we we both uh, were in Israel with Danny, it was our first visit in Israel and we were so exciting about going to Israel with her and like uh, my mom and his mom like prepared their home for her and like buy some things and um, normally when we are in Israel we stay at my parents uh, place where everything was happened um, and the day before we decided to go visit his mom which it wasn't supposed to happen um, I just we just had the feeling okay, let's let's do it, let's go to visit there. And then apparently, every cyclist that was on this road Saturday morning were murdered, murdered, murdered. yeah, murdered. And so yeah. it was kind of um, upper, yeah, and so many cyclists were killed on this road this Saturday um so we were in guy's mom house and we wake up saturday morning to early a uh, bike ride but in his place and then we just started to hear that there is um some rockets in the south which where i live it's quite normal, normal. yeah it's quite it's sadly but it's right. normal, sadly but, but yeah sometimes we had just at a rocket attack and we just go to the shelter so that was when we leave to ride and then after about an hour of ride um, we got call from my mom and she scream uh, screamed in the phone uh, the terrorists are here around dad go with the gun out i can hear the shoot the shoots the, shoot, shooting. The, the shooting um, I'm in the shelter. I don't know what to do. Like, and then, like, I was like, "What the fuck? What terrorist? Like, it's never happened before." And like, in my village, in my place, and still, I thought, like, we thought it's like one um, home it.
2: just in one incident, like yeah, one, one one incident, case.
1: and not that big things. And but still, I was kind of in a panic attack and I sit on his wheel and he was riding as fast as he can back home. We we were home after I think 40 minutes or something like this, since my mom called and like I was, oh my God, my dad is out with the gun. But when we enter to his home, like the news was open and we started understand what just happened. So it was apparently like the, the size of this event was clear, I think, just 3 days after because it was wow. about 1000 like 1500 terrorists into israel in many places which was like on the road like few every few 100 meters they put some terrorists with the gun everyone that go on this road was morded and then they enter to oh, they try to enter almost each village in my area it's about 20 village and they um, they did it successfully in seven village four of them like
2: Where you they them? massacred
1: like, the entire village gun. in my yeah. village like the civil guard, guard which my, my dad was part of it they was they were able to uh, control them, like they win, I would say, they won, sorry. Um, And then even like when my dad, um, still we had some injured people in my village, so my dad tried to take them to the hospital and he was that close to go on the road that, as I told you, each one that was on this road were killed. No
2: matter if it was on a bike or yeah. motorcycle or a car.
1: And got a note from, um, from the police, don't go on this road. So, he tried to go off-road and then he saw terrorists off-road, like they were everywhere. Um, So, he was in the army in a good position, so he knew how to manage it and apparently put the injured people in the hospital and made it back safely but it was just crazy and then the stories start to arrive and the stories are you cannot like you cannot handle it like you cannot believe that this is the reality and this it's just happened in my own like it's friends it's family of friends it's people i grew up with in my age uh, were mer- mer- murdered and were uh, um, how to think? kidnapped it's kidnapped. Awesome.
2: Like, like as omer said before already uh, when when it's somewhere else like for example in ukraine it sounds right. terrible but it's far away but when it's that close to us and we were supposed to be there like then it, it hits you differently then yeah. it, it really puts you in, in a different perspective and you look at things are just a lot a lot different than when it's somewhere else so I, I can imagine for you of course it sounds terrible but it's really hard to understand how it is from different yeah different perspective when it's that close to you
0: i can i cannot imagine i mean being here in New york um, you know and, and watching the news and seeing these horrible videos that are being put out and all of the children and families that have been massacred and kidnapped and are being tortured and just people that are being killed. It's, it's awful. And I can't, I like have never, I mean, thank God I have not experienced anything like this. I mean, I lived here during nine 11. I did not live near the world trade center. It was, I lived about, I want to say like, you know, four miles away, but I feel like, this is that times five hundred, and it's it's even worse because there are people being taken hostage and being massacred and tortured, and it's just so awful. And then, you know, the anti-Semitism around the world is disgusting. And I think this has nothing to do like I just think this is a massive terrorist attack on Israel, and on Jewish people everywhere and on Palestinians because they too are being attacked and held by their own people that they believe in. I
2: agree with you and, and we always used to think that there's lots of miserable people on the other side and we we always had some kind of of understanding en- empathy. And, and empathy for them and for the normal right. civilians but once you see the pictures of that they release those pictures and when the Hamas people brought back the kidnapped people, like the Israelis, no matter if it was soldiers or older people or babies or women Women's or whatever.
1: Injured, blooding, yeah. the they, normal They threw civilian? them away
2: into the, their streets and the crowd, like the normal civilians, they were celebrating. And they were like super happy about seeing injured, almost dead people brought back from Israel into Gaza. And then you think about, they they are truly happy. that They are celebrating, like they won a war. But this is just horrible so I, it's I, disgusting have a story, but i have no i have no mercy for them now of yeah. course i'm not saying all of them are are bad people right but seeing those pictures that just makes you feel so bad this is unhuman this is like against all of, all of our values about how we grew up and about appreciating life they just don't appreciate life as much as we do no and this is no. terrorism Pure, pure evil it so, is pure
0: evil and, and, and Guy, you're from the north, so where are you from near like Haifa or that north? Yeah, not or... Far.
2: Just, just a bit, just a bit south of Haifa. Um, so we are out of, out of reach almost from the rockets um, area from Gaza, but also not, not close to Lebanon border, which is also heating up right
0: now. Right. I was watching okay. the news.
2: Yeah. I, I think most, uh, the quietest area in Israel at the moment so far
0: so yeah I saw they were getting some Americans and American Israelis out of Israel which honestly I think I know that you guys went to Spain which is where you have your other home where you live where you train which must have been really hard to do talk to me a little bit about that and did you want to take your family the rest of your family with you but they wouldn't come
1: so um for me it was very when when it started like yeah for us so i even didn't thought to come back Um i was like like especially in this bad time we feel more belonging like we need to stay there and save the country and to not yeah. run away and this is also other jewish other israeli around the road around the world behave like normally if There is a well, like everyone wants to run away. And as the Israeli, we all want to come back to protect the country, to fight, to to join the army, to contribute to the effort. So it was very nice to feel and to see. But um, as I personally felt, I am not able to contribute um, because my dad stay in my village to... Um, to to work like to protect who stay there because still some agriculture and old people that couldn't live stay there so we stay to protect and we stay to work and to do some stuff and to help to the army and uh, my siblings are in the army so they are in the border my sibling my cousins and uh, my mom she is psychologic, so she helps with trauma and like to Try to um. Mental health. To pray Yeah. To uh, to men to prevent post trauma, to to people and so everyone found their own way to contribute and I felt very unuseful because I'm breastfeeding and I couldn't go out to help some way and I was very frustrated from the situation and also very scared. Like I think normally i'm a bit cynical about those situations and i feel very brave and i'm not panic easily but i felt very scared like um i think it's part of being a mom like i felt i need to protect her and then i understand that my way to to contribute is like to to raise my kid like to raise my daughter in the safe way, the safest way it's possible, and to save her mentally health and like she will be the, the next generation of, of Israel. It's clear for us we are going to stay in Israel. And there in Israel, she like we we both and our family were so stressed. And all the environment was so bad and she was panicked, like basically since it started, she started crying mm-hmm. and she didn't stop for one week because she felt our energy and like our stress yeah. hormone. And I, this is the main reason we decided to come back to protect her because I want her to be healthy mentally and safe. And I think if I do this... In the best way possible it's the the best way i can contribute to to the future of our country
0: yeah Um,
1: and then second things like as i told in the beginning we we know we normally like our israeli home it's my parents home and now it's like it wasn't possible
2: to live there anymore
1: um they 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 took everything out of the village just people that has to stay there
2: just essentials yeah
1: Stay there, so, so your the, whole family is now fighting against and Hamas and some like also. And um, so, her,
2: her brother and father are contributing, her father and brother my in, in the army, and your sister and her mom and other sister, other are, sister are basically in refugees in their own country, yeah. Kind
1: yeah.
2: Of. So, they have to run away and find So, their... at
1: the moment, they are in a lot, like, um, which is also nice because all the hotels in Elat open the door free to to the people from uh, the gaza border yeah from from the
0: Ga- um, that's very cool. nice are a lot of hotels doing do or they don't i haven't heard anyone talking about that i mean that's a really nice thing that that they're doing to give homes to the israeli people that yeah, we, lost their well, homes
2: it's very very like a, a feeling of solidarity among the, the israeli people so we, yeah. we support each other each one whatever whatever you can do like either restaurants are making food for the for the reserve so all the soldiers reserves and hotels are opening their doors to the civilians people
1: open their doors and just say we have like three three bedroom you can come to to eat like many many people do it which is very nice and like this is the good things of being israeli very as a unit in a bit, a bit. hard
2: times we were there for each yeah.
1: other we had yeah. like bad ear um, I would say to the Israeli people almost With uh, politics and all this
2: almost like yeah not far from civil war yeah because side
1: of the politics map but now yeah. this time when extremely things happen we are just very strong together and like we cry for each other we pray for, for each other we like everyone wants to contribute and to go and to do some things. And if I don't do something, I feel very bad about it. So um, it's very, this is the, the best, the good things that happened now. Did you have any friends at the music festival? Not in the music festival. People we know,
2: but not, yeah. not like close friends. But some yeah. of those close friends from the kibbutzes around they were either killed or kidnapped.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know many so, people.
0: That's... So before this happened, before Saturday, I mean, what was life like living in the South, Omar? I mean, you had said it was, you know, very mellow, not a lot going on when we talked back in 2021.
1: Yeah, I just felt always safe there. I mean, always knew there is this possibility that I will hear alarm. I was quite... um it was quite normal for me to go to the shelter i have 15 seconds i go to the shelter i hear boom and i go out and normally nothing happened and yeah. i felt safe which, oh, it,
2: this just just by the way this is already a fucked up reality that yeah. we, got used, we got used to have rockets flying over our heads every now and then which and it's is, like
0: it's imagine, just normal. Imagine
2: for you in new york or in the u.s just have alarm and you have to run to the shelter. You have 15 seconds to run to the shelter. Then it's like almost I would say daily, but it's not unusual to happen. And we just got used to it, and somehow it was it was okay. But this is this is not okay. Not okay. And, and I think there's yeah. no other country in this world that would have stand that long of just just having missiles every now and then. And then when they decided to go full on and just break the border and okay. go with 1500 terrorists. Into, into israel this was unusual and apparently no one was ready for that kind of thing
1: oh, stay, by
2: surprise
1: yeah but anyway i always felt safe the day before it all happened i was on the bike on these roads like just where the festival was i actually touched the three boots that all of them that distro- totally destroyed i was in like 200 meters from the Gaza border. I just did U turn there, like, and I felt safe. Like, I was okay, this is Gaza, but we have our army, and like, it's all under control. And then, suddenly, the day after, I it's very hard for me to imagine myself feel safe again on this road and feel safe again in my village from one side, but from the other side, I know we have to come back and we have to build our community, to rebuild our community there and we have to stay there because otherwise they got what they want and they win. And Like this is our only country and our only land and we will fight to stay there and we will walk, we will walk to, to feel safe there again and to feel uh, I don't know how because I luckily I'm on the on the good side of, of this event like I have yes.
0: um,
1: like all my family from both uh, sides my mom and my dad are there which is like seven families from my mom's side because she has seven siblings and four fa- and three families from my dad's side and all of their children so and they all was in the shelter for hours like for two days they all was in the shelters where everyone heard the shooting out and like um, texting in the whatsapp and it was like big big stress but luckily i personal it it didn't touch us personally say hello yeah. say hello
0: hello danny <laughs> this is your first english conversation Oh, she knows. Manishma. <laughs> that's it. I've got Manishma. <laughs> that's enough. Oh, she's um, so gorgeous. She is so adorable.
1: Danny. Yeah. So still, it didn't touch me, but like, I don't know how other people will come back to this area. Yeah. Um, but I just know we have to. You will. I,
0: I mean. Listen, I don't, I mean, it's awful. And you're so lucky, Omer, like you guys are so lucky and you're right. Like, you know, you are bringing this next generation of people that are going to live in Israel that are going to defend the country. And I mean, I know that I'm sure it was really hard for you to leave your family. So um, there's no way I could imagine being in Israel, but just being here, like with everything going on, it's scary to say the least yeah
2: and and this is this is just not right because when no when when hamas attacks israel for example you won't see any any muslim people or any arab people try to defend because they will they have no danger like the jewish people or the the christians they will not try to attack them but once the other side happens like once israel try to attack or just pay back gaza or whatever it be there is protection cuz it needed to be protection on the jewish people and in the, the synagogues and the jewish um, communities around the world and this just shows you that the islam is just so violent and there is just hate uh, against against jewish people and this is this is just for, not not right
0: for centuries i mean, these are terrorist groups that even when you know we caught Osama bin Laden, like they still have more people that are coming up and rising up. So it's like even if you take out the leader, they're always gonna be there. Yeah. And there, I mean, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you know, what the best way is to stop them. It's like there's no stopping them. And it's just like you buy yourself time.
2: I think this is this is their mentality, this is their way of life. They it's it's like we appreciate life, they appreciate that. Yeah. This is this is never gonna be. The same and it's
0: never gonna end until,
2: until they will change their mentality and their their beliefs. There's yeah. no no other hope, I guess. Well
0: they're brainwashed. So yeah. they they don't like they are that's how they're educated.
2: Exactly. It's I terrifying. Can now some some videos from Gaza that they how how they interviewed their kids about about Israel and what do they think about Israel? And you see they're just young kids they That's just crazy. say hatred words and they just want to kill people and this is not how kids should be raised and this is not a conversation you, you have with kids and at, at any age and yeah you, they're they're having um, a terror um, um camps like uh, how how do they teach them from like five year old to become terrorists and this is their way of Raising kids,
1: yeah, actually, like my dad, my brother, sorry, he fighting the kibbutzes doing like Saturday and Sunday morning, and he told us some of the terrorists are twelve and thirteen years old, like with guns. Oh my god! And then they also found their like gr- group of nine oh. to oh. to ten years old, like very. Um young young kids that just that just enter to Gaza and celebrating what happening there and they see everything. Yeah. Oh, choo-hoo, choo-hoo. Danny is also talking. And so like the, the Israeli army just took them and like um put their hands and because initially they thought maybe we can question them, like ask them right. some some things and to get some knowledge of what just happening here, but then they just br- brought them back to Gaza. But you can see that from age of eight, nine, ten, they're they just part of it. It's more, the it, yeah, it's not just, it's worse than brainwashed. It's not just something they hear, they're really part of it.
2: Showing kind of support to Israel. They get so much hate on social yeah. media and... Yeah.
1: I also think it's always easier if you're not deep involved and it's not that you. I think it's easier to support or to feel sorry for the weaker side, yeah. which is not us in this case. Like they, they win us this Saturday morning, but in general, yeah. we're stronger than they win in one event. They did big damage. It never happened before. It was terrible. It was very bad but we are stronger and it's hard for people to see the, to support the stronger side. And they, I know like very good friends of us, they don't see it as terror because they don't go into details. There is many fake news from both sides. And they can see also the Gaza side and like they, they know how to do it very well, like to sh- to show the world how poor they are and how bad their situation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go into details, you can just think it's a fight between two um between Israel and Palestine. An even right. fight. Yeah, an uh, even fight. So again, we are not judge. Um, yeah, but.
2: It's just yeah, people just don't know the full story. And yeah. I think it also is lacking of a bit of um showing the, the true story, uh, like like the other side is doing. Yeah. Uh, pretty good actually.
1: Actually, even but- for us, like um the media, they don't they don't tell us as Israeli the full story because it's too bad and they think it's um uh, you really don't want to take down our moral as a country yes. but mm-hmm. like I heard some terrible things and then my brother who, as I told you he fight there in the kibbutz he came visit us and he told us it's worse than what you see in the tv you cannot believe it's real. and when I hear it and I think like the media take I think the interest of the media oh. is to show us the, the the worst things the bad things like to shock us and then I hear it was worse than it there's so much misinformation
2: yeah and uh, and again I've said it before it's not about politics. Yeah. I, no. I we we don't support our current prime minister for example. Right. We are not supporting right. our current government but this doesn't mean we support terror. It's just yeah
1: I'm I also at the moment it's hard for me to think like normal civilians like kids and women um killed in gaza but the the main problem is the hamas use them as human shield human shield yeah. like our army told them before uh, go out from your home we need to bomb this place because this is hamas uh, shelter or hamas uh, yeah place and like you shoot um, rockets from this place so go out because we bombed this place but then Hamas told them if you move we kill you Right. so yeah. they have to do they're going to die anyway
0: yeah. yeah but do you feel like there are hostages or even still alive
1: and um, from the past experience like um, were well, well, some cases of one soldier then take and then um with agreement like
2: we so I, I think they'll I, I think they'll do their best to keep them alive because okay. it's more valuable and they can negotiate harder on live people so okay if, if the moment when the moment will come for to trade to trade the hostages uh, so they will they will want to freeze most of their terrorists from the Israeli prison and we will want our people back it, it will be more worth more live people um uh, so okay I, I think they'll i think they'll try to keep them alive but this this doesn't mean they won't hurt them a lot like i I, just, I really don't want to think and describe here that things they might do for all of them like yeah so yeah okay i think i think they'll try to keep them alive and yeah
0: and trade it, them back
2: simply because it's it's it worth more after in, in the negotiation part the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, if I if I can, I think another. Uh, there was one, the first uh, woman prime minister of Israel, fifty years ago, she Golda uh, Meir. She said it quite quite clear and quite sharp. If if Israel, uh, if Palestine or the Arabs will put their guns down, there will be peace the next day. But if Israel will put their guns down, there will be no Israel the next day. And this is just true. But this uh, that's the, that's the way it is. Simple as that. And now we can move on to the next part. Now we are in Girona, as we said before, um, mainly because of our little baby. Um, And yeah, this is our our home in the moment, and we just felt almost like refugees in our own country for some days. And Danny definitely didn't like it. Um, And now we are trying to obviously get get the updates uh, from over here and try to live our life. whatever we can to support our country from afar
0: do you feel safe in spain i'm not going to say where you are but do you feel safe where you are though like as jewish people like is there a lot is there what's the culture and vibe like where you are
2: Uh, uh, yeah i I think spain is is a very safe country even though we did saw some protests before we came over our friends sent us some pictures but most of the protests are not violent so okay there is no violence, at least. Yeah, I hope there will not be in the future, too. Um,
1: yeah.
2: But even though we did saw some protests, um, yeah, they are not violent. And there's uh, quite a bit of Israelis at the moment around here. So we always yeah. feel, yeah, we feel part of the, the community. That's good. Community. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And yeah, we, we do feel safe here.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Marni on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Email me, move one at gmail.com. And let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.